Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Glove Sound Podcast. We are back with a new episode and your host is, as always, me, Marcus Sundin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. Today, we're joined by goalkeeper consultant Martin Ruiz. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, uh, thank you very much for inviting me and wanting to know about my story. Thank you very much, both of you. It's amazing to to have you on the podcast. And today's topic is it's going to be the impact of mutual growth between the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper coach. But before we jump in to the main topic, Martin, we always have four fire questions that we ask our guests. So whenever you're ready, we'll jump straight into it. Yeah, okay. So first of all, we have gloves yeah. on or gloves off? Gloves on. Favorite yeah. goalkeeper of all time? Dino Thorpe, the Italian one. Ooh, interesting one. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I'm not so young as you, so. <laughs> <laughs> and favorite goalkeeper you've played with or coached? Uh, probably Xavi Rureta. It's a Spanish goalkeeper, uh, Spanish goalkeeper. Uh, that he was playing in the, in La Liga, so oh. he's the, the best one. I have I have had, had the chance to to coach. Interesting. And lastly, what do you think is the most important aspect within goalkeeping? Well, uh, probably commitment. Okay, commitment. commitment. It, yes, commitment. You know, because uh, usually it's only one goalkeeper who plays. So if you are committed to to improve yourself every day, you can keep the passion and you can improve. But otherwise, it's impossible because only one can play. So it's very difficult, you know, every day working and working. And uh, if you don't have the opportunity to play, it's it's very hard. So commitment is the first. And probably talking about the the general, you know, the more specific uh, about the goalkeeping. I think. Uh, it depends. It depends on the goalkeeper. It depends on the on the team, especially they play the the way they play. You know, it's not the same for for Barcelona, for example, or maybe for Atlético de Madrid or Manchester City. You know, the 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 skills can be different, uh, slightly different, playing with feet or more catching. It depends. You know. Yeah, spot on. And I think that's the first time we've referred commitment being the answer to. To this one so it's always nice with with new perspectives on the importance within goalkeeping and i think commitment is a crucial one not only in in our position as goalkeepers but i remember in our preseason here at, at the, um, the school where i'm playing currently commitment was a, was a crucial one because if you're not committed to the team if you're not committed to the task it's it's already you're already behind you know and again commitment is crucial within the sport, but also within our position. Um, but here, Martin, uh, I already mentioned uh, the main topic of today, but for the listeners out there that not really familiar or haven't heard about you yet, um, I'll only introduce you slightly by um, telling people out there that you are goalkeeper consultant. But can you maybe t- tell the people out there a little bit about your background first of all but also what you're currently doing as a goalkeeper consultant is it clubs you're working with is it individual goalkeepers can you briefly uh, introduce yourself a little bit here to to the listeners yeah sure you know i i was playing football since i, I was a, a young kid you know my my uncle was a footballer 
So I used to stay in goal and he uh, hit at me, you know. <laughs> so that's uh, there I started my passion for, for goalkeeping. Uh, later, I was an average goalkeeper, probably a low goalkeeper. And when I was about 28, I, I decided not to continue playing in goal because uh, I, uh, I have other things, you know, other interests at that moment. But uh, I was playing in low levels, in academies here in my area, in, in Spain, in Murcia. And later, uh, the maximum, the top, I, I was playing in the fourth tier of Spanish, uh, Spanish uh, categories. And uh, as I told you, at the age of 28, I decided to, to stop playing. And then I started in, a, in an academy coaching, coaching kids. The first year I was like a coach, I mean, for a head coach. Uh, but the second year, you know, I I turned back to, to the goalkeeping because that was my patient. I started playing there, uh, sorry, coaching there for some years. And after six, seven years, I went to Thailand for the first time. After that, well, meanwhile, I, I was in in Aus, in Hungary, in Slovakia, in England, making summer camps. And when I was in Thailand, after Thailand, I went to India. I was in Oman. I was coaching in in China. And I went back to India. I went back to China. <laughs> so this is my my track so far. Interesting and uh, a topic, Alex and I love talking about here in the podcast is also the differences in goalkeeping around the world because as the listeners most of the listeners knows out there that alex and i are obviously both from denmark and we both have a alex have a past and i'm currently in college so we have seen the difference from danish goalkeeping to american goalkeeping and we have had goalkeeper coaches from south america um in asia as well all that kind of stuff so when you look at all your experiences from around the world um can you talk us through a little bit about first of all like how different goalkeeping can be in in general because we we've seen how different goalkeepers around the world are goalkeepers but can you also talk about like how deep down at the end of the day it's it's one position that you can just master in, in several ways yes the, the main difference is the, the they don't have a, an academy structure and they don't have uh, competitions when they are they are kids. The football is very young, and also the culture. Um, it's very important to to develop the to develop the the game. You know, and for example, in India, cricket is the, the, the maximum sport. You know, the more follower. So uh, it's uh, quite difficult uh, to develop good goalkeepers at uh, to find good goalkeepers at professional level. You know, because they don't have the experience. The most important um, for goalkeeper, well, for for all the players in general, is playing. It doesn't matter if you are in a lower category or upper category. You have to to play. So that's why a lot of goalkeepers, a lot of uh, players decide to um, go down to a lower category to have minutes because competition is very important. So this is the main difference. When they don't have this basic, this uh, 
and goalkeeping technique at basics is very difficult when they they get the professional level so for me this is the main difference between asia for example and europe i also see uh, you know i follow a lot of leagues i watch a lot of football and i i follow mls and uh, a lot of leagues in in south america and i can see the level of the goalkeepers and it's absolutely different to asia you know and if you compare with uh, europe it's enormous it's huge but it's because of this because they don't have enough minutes interesting uh i really like that perspective it's a it's a different perspective than what we have had in the past um and that's why again we love bringing people with knowledge from around the world to to see the differences in in goalkeeping around the world but because as you just mentioned it's it's a huge difference um but here martin we want to spend some time as well on on the main topic obviously as as mentioned the impact of mutual growth and here we're talking specifically the mutual growth between the actual goalkeeper and the goalkeeper coach um and i can obviously with alex as well relate to this because being a goalkeeper at the same time being a goalkeeper coach really helps in the process because when i started being an individual goalkeeper coach myself i, I was still and am still a goalkeeper at the same time and now i really can relate to when i then have a goalkeeper coach with me trying to improve me then i'm trying to adapt that into me being a goalkeeper coach myself and i'm taking away things i find beneficial and i'm not implementing the things i feel like i'm not improving on myself so i think it's it's a transition where it's it's important to to be able to relate to what is the goalkeeper seeing in his goalkeeper coaches and the other way around what is important for a goalkeeper coach and his players but from your perspective um first of all maybe i, I could ask you when when we sat down and, and talked about what we wanted to talk about in this episode how come you ended up on on this topic first of all yeah the 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 relation between the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper coach must be effective and must be good otherwise there is no improvement it's uh, absolutely uh, impossible you know uh, human relationships are like this not only in goalkeeping but also in, in life and in any job if you don't have a if you don't have a good relationship with the, with your teammates it's impossible to grow it's impossible to create a good environment to to develop so this is the the, the basic for me the, the good relationship between the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper coach. The most important is the is how you get to the same things because you know everyone has a, his own ideas, their own ideas. So you have to find the right uh, uh, the right point to to know each other. You know what I mean? It's uh, um sometimes a goalkeeper don't see something that you want they improve and it's hard to say them but because they they've got their own character you know but you have to find the right approaching and this way you, you both can grow because when he when he learn from you you are also learning how to approve to him so it's a mutual development 
Yeah, absolutely. So what you're talking about is that you need to know your goalkeeper really well and that with when you have more goalkeepers, you need to teach them differently because not everybody is the same. So maybe one guy can be motivated by yelling while the other guy is motivated by, hey, uh, maybe in this situation you could have done this, this and that. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, spot on. That's a, that's a, that's the right thing, you know. It's a, it's very important that you personalize the coaching. Uh, yeah. Everybody is different, so probably the drills are the same, but the way you talk to them and the way you transmit the information to them, it, it should be different to get the most of them. Yeah, 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 exactly, and that's that goes in. And everything, you know, all the position in in school as well. Like, um, that's something that should definitely be developed. So, when you are dealing with a lot of goalkeepers, how do you? And if they're new, how do you make sure to catch their signals if they actually understand the drill, understand what you mean? Yeah, well, it takes some time at the beginning because uh, you have to know each other. But uh, after a couple of weeks, uh, you can you can see how they how they act, and you know, and what they like and they don't like too. So uh, it's important that you pay attention on the training as well. But uh, you know what I usually do is uh, dedicate one day to their witnesses. So mm -hmm. I ask them, you know, what you want to improve, and it's easy for number one because number one plays. So he knows that you are putting attention on him every day. But number two, number three, or number four, um, if you don't dedicate this time for them, probably they feel they are not part of the team or they uh, lose this hunger to, to roll. So I ask them, okay, what do you want to improve? And then one day, probably the, uh, the most usual day for me, it's uh, the day after the match. Uh, uh, we dedicate some specific drills to improve these weaknesses. So this way they feel comfortable and they think that you are paying attention on them. And they see the, the work uh, like uh, it's something profitable for them as well. So this is, the, this is important. Yeah, it's, it's very important because I've, I've been in both situations where I was the the clear number one where all of the focus was on me and then often like i got maybe a few extra reps or i started this drill and the other guys didn't make the drill before we had to go into small side but i also tried the other part where i like i felt like i hadn't enough intention that's also because the head coach wants the first choice mm -hmm. to get the best reps and the most reps and the attention to be on him and his weaknesses and also improving his strength so Absolutely, it's it's important, and I think the day after the match is, is the best day to to develop the other keepers. Hmm. Yeah, even as you know, professional level, sometimes you don't have uh, days off. I mean, like a like a goalkeeping coach, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just for the player. But uh, so probably this day is good for um, for a uh, uh, it's not compulsory training, but uh, if they want to improve or do uh one hour one thirty you know so you can help them to to improve and this way the relationship is going to grow positively so it's uh when you demand them something 
they are going to give you because they know that you are giving them something extra as well. So the relationship grow in both uh, in both uh, sense. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds ideal. Um, talking about coaching, how how do you like to to build up your sessions? I'm I'm interested in this. Uh, how you build up your sessions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know nowadays there are a lot of uh, platforms and apps and everything that goalkeeping uh, goalkeeping coaches can use it. But uh, to be honest, I prefer that's why the the title the the mutual growth. I prefer to base the training on on the feelings of the goalkeepers. You know, it's very important every day when because we arrive. You know, uh, we arrive uh, one hour thirty or even two hours earlier to the to the training you know so you have time to talk with them okay how do you feel today um, and you can see uh, their the the, um, the attitude for the day you know and maybe you can vary the session and you can adapt uh, for that uh, situation but uh, it's very important uh, i never plan a professional level is very difficult to plan in two weeks time it's more almost every day or every a couple of days okay it's true that you can say okay next week we want to focus on this because you are working for the for the match uh, for the upcoming match but uh, i prefer to to talk with the goalkeepers talk with the with the with the staff and then we plan the session it's very difficult that i have a, a planned session uh three or four days in advance yeah i really like that to to listen to the goalkeeper because sometimes i feel like a goalkeeper coach has come in and he wants the session to be like this but maybe uh, it could be one day you are sore in your hips or whatever from too much diving and then he has a massive diving session coming in and that would just not benefit anything because then you're kind of holding back and diving so then maybe that day is better to cross or one day the goalkeeper says like, yo, my head is very fussy. Can we just do some technique yeah. or a lot of speed drills? Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't mean that uh, that doesn't mean that the goalkeepers do whatever he wants. You know, it's uh, just talking each other and, and getting a deal, you know. But I, I usually, to be honest, I usually the first day after the, the match, um, I, I focus on these number two, number three drills, you know, what they want to improve. If number one wants to uh, to join the team, it's okay. I mean, the, the goalkeeping team, it's okay. He can he can do it as well because uh, drills are for everyone. But uh, uh, first day, I focus on this. Then we've got the rest day, day off. Um, probably the second, the second one, we focus on the... On the things that we could improve in the in the last match then we move the next day uh, looking at the at the upcoming match okay and friday probably it's a day for for improving to getting more uh, to getting number one more secure to to make feel uh, to make feel uh, secure so i focus on this and of course, uh, the, the match day—it's—it's it's a match day. The, the previous day, it's very, very light, you know. But uh, I've got a routine. 
but the drills vary depending on the on the goalkeepers as well. Gotcha. And um, if we then transition into again the the mutual growth, we've all obviously been talking about how you as a goalkeeper coach can can help improve your goalkeepers by you mentioned personalized sessions and also listening to your goalkeeper in terms of how you want to build up the session. But when we then talk about the goalkeeper coach's growth, what do you see as aspects that a goalkeeper can help their goalkeeper coach grow? Because as a goalkeeper coach, you obviously want to grow personally as well. You want to become a better goalkeeper coach daily, just as well as the, the goalkeepers um, wants to grow as goalkeepers. And I think it's sometimes people come in with, with the perception that a goalkeeper session is for the goalkeepers grow where this whole topic today is about it's not only about the goalkeeper it's about the mutual growth between the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper coach so what are some aspects that you can see a goalkeeper helping the goalkeeper coach improve you know life is wonderful and it's a surprise so every day you can learn from them from the goalkeeper for the goalkeepers as well because um they um, the the way they act the way they perform the way they interact with you and um, you always learn things for the future there is no uh, goalkeeper the same you know uh it's a uh, you know uh, goalkeepers are different everyone as a person as well so um you you've got a lot of things from them every day and this is the most important for the mutual growth uh, as I, I told you you know it's uh, you can you can observe it's very important observing and that uh, learnings you take that learning for the future as well so that's why it's a mutual growth that's why i say that because it's not only the goalkeeping because uh, you know probably the the uh, imagine number two number three they they don't usually play but they are learning every day for the, they are working for themselves because maybe in sometimes a head coach the the staff is going to be fired and then a new one comes but you you have to be ready so you are improving every day and you are working for yourself and the goalkeeping coaches is the same you are improving for yourself imagine the head coach if you are not working with a with a staff with a, with the same staff you know that you move with the staff from one club to another imagine that you are in a club and a new a new coach comes and he decides to change but if you are working hard and you are learning things and and goalkeepers are uh, fine with you and everyone is fine with you you are going to stay there or maybe you can move with the other head coach when he moves as well so you have to learn from every situation and not every day but it depending depending on the on the on the ego the ego of the goalkeeper you can learn every day different situations and manage them and when managing this you are improving spot on and something i want to talk a little bit about as well is that it almost sounds like we're talking about a and uh, when we talk about this growth, we're talking about a two-way growth. But when we actually, something I think we should jump into as well is that it's more than that, obviously, because as a goalkeeper coach, you have more than 
one goalkeeper. It's not only about the, the starting goalkeeper and you have a, a session where you have from three in a professional game in, in the professional environment you have from three to four even five goalkeepers in in the squad and um you obviously want to focus on not only improving the the starting goalkeeper but you want to have the second third fourth and, and potentially the fifth choice ready in in different ways um so as a goalkeeper coach how do you really managing this growth from not only putting all your energy into the starting goalkeeper because as we know in this game injuries happens the goal the coach might change his opinion so the the backups or you can say the the other goalkeepers in the in the in the roster they they need to stay sharp and ready as well how do you manage that as as a goalkeeper coach because it's it's a crucial aspect for, yeah, well, for coaches as well right as i told you it's a it's very important they feel that you are uh you are paying attention on them dedicate time for them and in this way uh, probably number one number two are with the with the with the main group most of the times and even more nowadays because you know the the role of the goalkeeper has changed into the team so they spend more time with the with the whole team and in this time uh, at this time you can you can work with the other ones it depends on the facilities you've got in the club of course <laughs> not everyone can do it but uh, yeah, at professional level most of the of the teams can do it and uh, it's not necessarily that you spend all the time with number one number two when they are in the in the in the group team you know so you can dedicate some time there you can also adapt some drills while training at the beginning of the session uh, trying to to cover their demands okay after asking them what they want to improve and even number one do the drills but you know they they feel they are doing that for for the growth men and this is the way of course nowadays as well there are in some clubs two goalkeeper coaches which is very positive from my from my view because one can focus on some of them while working uh, the other one with a with number two number three so i think the the most important to manage this it's having a good plan a good plan of uh, of training good plan of training as i told you number one number two with the main team and maybe you can work uh, later with the, with the other one not later at the same time but uh, in, in other in other space yeah definitely a good plan is is very important and this episode has been really interesting and i actually just have a few more questions and one of them is i don't think i've asked this before in the podcast over our 100 and almost 20 episodes and it's 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 very unlikely that the backup gets in a game like it's less than one percent that the backup keeper gets substituted on but let's say the other goalkeeper either gets injured or get a red card what would your like words to the backup be right before he gets in where he's maybe still cold yeah you you mean uh, uh when he has to play yes during a game where the other goalkeeper gets injured or red card yeah yeah well yeah uh, you don't have that much time to no to do anything okay so uh, probably the the most important is that uh, 
um, be alert uh, to alert to their teammates that play as late as possible within at least the first minutes because they need sometimes not only to to warm up physically but also mentally uh, mm -hmm. so this is very important and then i would say uh, maybe uh, giving some time like uh, giving some time for the i don't know maybe as i told you uh, spending some time uh, while putting uh, putting the, the the boot or something like this but mm -hmm. uh, you don't have uh, to be honest you don't have uh, much time to to do anything there you know yeah, no, it, it's a difficult question. As, yeah, and as the yeah. listeners can hear, it's it's not something that we have yeah, prepared. Just, That's what um, we like to do. Yes, just gaining some time while playing, mm -hmm. which is very yeah. difficult because imagine that he has to go for a penalty kick. Well, yeah. <laughs> you were there and, and you have to stop. But that's why it's very important that everyone is uh, is involved in the, in the matches every day, you know, at all times. If they are professional, they have to act like professional as well and they they have to be prepared for for every situation absolutely and then we carry on to our usual question which is about gloves so what are your favorite gloves and why well to be honest i don't have a favorite one well to be honest yes i have a favorite one but uh, mm -hmm. i i not usually use them you know i i make one of uh, my own with a with a logo there and uh, you know i'm the goalkeeping coach i don't have to stop the, the 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 hard balls as you know so but for me uh, sales it's the is the the mark i used to i, I like to use since i since i was uh, very young and why I don't know because maybe because i use roll finger and they've got uh, a lot with roll finger style so probably with this <laughs> awesome it's always personal preference and it's that's why we ask the question as well by the end of the podcast every time because we we get so many different answers about gloves and some people are very very nerdy about it and some people Badly think about gloves. It's it's a funny difference between goalkeepers and goalkeeper coaches, and just to see how different we all are. But uh, yeah. Martin, with that being said, we're coming to the end of the of the episode here. So Alex and I just want to thank you for jumping on and sharing a little bit about your journey and, and knowledge about the goalkeeping. Well, thank you very much to you. It's a pleasure. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast. Mm -hmm.